This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, lovers of central Alberta and crafters of delicious beer. Say hi to Dave. He's kind of important, too. Well, the podcast episodes were the number of theses that Martin Luther tacked to the door of a church in Wittenberg, Germany in 1517, basically starting the Protestant Revolution. You'd know this has to be episode 95 of The Harmonious Gentleman. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I am Graham. Hit me hanging there for a minute. Yeah. I'm tired. Are you? Yeah. Laid up doing laundry last night? A lot of laundry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're at Phil's. Phil's for a breakfast episode. Chris, what did you order? I uh, changed it up a little, and I went with just the bacon and eggs. I think we all changed it up today, didn't we? Yeah. We all yeah. got something new. Different order. Yeah. Listeners, Graham has ordered the corned beef hash for four years, mm-hmm. and today he's going with the Spanish <laughs> Not one. Not every day for four years. No, but every time <laughs> we're here. <laughs> Thanks for the feedback, listeners, on our adventure episode. We're still recovering from that one a little bit. <laughs> but I had fun doing that, you guys. How would you feel about that one? Well, I want you and the listeners to know that I can now hear the F word in both ears. My yeah. hearing has recouped slightly. Yeah, I, I could not believe that was a true story that you didn't even know they were saying yeah. that. I got razzed by my family quite a Did bit you? when they heard that. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. moment in in the episode, but also more so in, in real life when we were recording, it was very surreal. Yeah. Like seeing a band, in, and we describe it on the episode, so I don't need to go into it again, but that was very strange. And then to relive it through the episode was also kind of strange yeah but but it was fun yeah it was speaking of fun we like getting emails mm-hmm. and we've <laughs> gotten a punch lately and we're gonna read our favorite yeah, it's so fun to get emails yeah uh this one's in response to alberta politics episode oh it says and i'm gonna just full disclosure i'm not gonna read the whole thing because it's quite long so i'll do my best to to shorten it up but i have to start with this part I listened to episode 93 on Alberta politics, the election on election day, which was yesterday when the email was sent, Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it. It's now the day after the election, and boy, do I have some thoughts, so I thought I would sit down and send an email. Firstly, Tyler's remark of how we have a watered-down socialist party, how come we can't have a watered-down conservative party, was the best line of the podcast. Did you guys catch that? I didn't read that part of the email. (laughs) So that's 94 best lines for Tyler, and we'll see what happens this time. I'm keeping this email. I'm framing it, putting it on my wall. I actually lolled in my car and have repeated it multiple multiple times today. Thanks for that, Jim. I find it incredibly difficult to to be harmonious about politics right now. As a queer woman living in Alberta, there have been moments when I feel unsafe. Luckily, my girlfriend and I have not been publicly mocked or scoffed at although we're unsure if the gagging sounds a woman made in our faces was about us holding hands or the smoke from the wildfires. However, it's never far from our minds and our visual awareness. The basic rights of queer people, especially our trans friends, feel like they're precariously hanging on by a thread. When we have an elected official who equates trans kids to pieces of poop in a batch of cookies, a marginalized group feels even more excluded. It's hard to be harmonious when it feels like the majority of the province doesn't even want to acknowledge celebrate or pass legislation that protects queer people and then there's she says quite a bit more but i'm going to skip kind of to the the closing 
gosh, I have so much more to say about education, social media, and more, but I'll leave it at this. Thanks for the episode, and I would love to see more episodes on politics in Alberta with guests, politicians from both sides of the aisle, business owners, students, healthcare workers, educators, and more. Really love what you guys are doing. Thanks for that email. That's, uh, yeah, in your own reflection to reach out to us. We appreciate that. And also some good follow-up potential guests that she'd like to hear from, which is helpful. Yeah. Maybe soon. Yeah. Yeah. We tried, we reached out to candidates um, before the election. Yeah. Didn't hear back. Well, we heard back, but nothing really came out of it. But we've reached out since the election again. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's looking promising that yeah. we may be able to talk to someone about what that process was like, and yeah, it should be cool. Yeah, yeah. and we appreciate the the whole oh, the whole email. We, we all read it, and it was great. Yeah. And just yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. All right, what are we going to do now? Well, let's not do politics. No. Yeah, take at least a one episode break from that. A little break <laughs> from that. Uh, well, I I just need to be recommended things in my life, you guys. I don't know what to do with myself these days, right? I don't know any books I should read, any shows to watch. So There's can, a habit coming up that could change your life. Really? Yep. After the break. Early morning push-ups. Hey. Is it? These recommendations are brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, serving up fresh, simple eats while supporting their community and spreading the love. All right, we got our food in front of us, so you may hear some crunching and smacking in the background. Hopefully not. Graham, can you edit that out if it happens? I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> Authentic experience. Yeah, you want it's the part of the experience. Clinking um, of the things. Yeah. I'm going to recommend uh, kind of two things. The main thing being read a, reread a book that you read when you were younger that oh. you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And then if you, maybe you can share the experience I had. I read Moss Flower by Brian Jacques. Wow. Do you know that book, either of you? I found it in my classroom in a box of books I had when I taught middle school and elementary. And as soon as I picked up the book, I was like, I read this book probably five times when I was a teenager. Did you read all of like that whole series? I read a bunch of them. Probably not all because there's lots. But um, the series for listeners is uh, Redwall. Something of Redwall. Tales of Redwall, maybe. I think so. But uh, Moss Flower was the one, like even just looking at the cover nostalgia and then as I read it things were just coming back like all these memories from when I was younger I could vaguely remember what was going to happen in the story and I got excited for oh this is a like a battle scene is coming up and things like that so yeah like cool. if, you, if you don't know what to read next go dig through a, a box of old books and see if one catches your eye I like that that's a good idea I think that book came out my first year of teaching and a student I had shout out to Leland Brown read that book for our silent reading time the whole year. Like I, and I think he probably read it five times that year. He loved it so much. (laughs) It is pretty awesome. So I can picture the cover completely. I'm going to recommend a habit called cold plunging. (laughs) I did talk about it before, but didn't want to recommend it because I hadn't done it enough to think that I legitimately could. Now, are you a cold plunger now? Officially cold plunger carry. Yeah. I have a card that no, but Spencer (laughs) and I took an old rain barrel, cut the top off and we fill it with, water from our hose every evening and then i'm quite um environmentally friendly because as that water warms up during the day i use it to water my plants and then refill it uh at night so we've started at i think five minutes we're up to 10 minutes each 
and we're adding ice now, which we weren't at first. So it was about 15 degrees to begin with, which doesn't sound that bad, but is quite, it's like that's the coldest tap. water you can get out of your, Okay. Yeah. like if you were just to take a freezing cold shower, that's what it feels like, but you're submerged in it. And I think the benefits are supposed to be better circulation, good for your skin and hair. And But you do it in the evening? We do it at night. Some people do it in the mornings too, yeah. I think. You are looking rather fresh. Yeah. My skin feels tighter. <laughs> also, Tyler and I are exhausted this morning and you're just chipper as ever. Perky? Yeah. yeah. I can't necessarily say it's from the cold punch, but I have had the main thing I've noticed is my sleep has been considerably better for the last three weeks. Oh, that's cool. I feel like I've had a lot of conversations lately with people who don't sleep great. Hmm. It just seems like a, a theme the last couple of months. A lot of people who have yeah, trouble sleeping. Well, it's it, like, it, you know, there's lots of ads that you can see for all these expensive buckets and stuff to buy, but you can do it in your bath. You could have a cold shower, but to stand in a cold shower for like eight to 10 minutes, yeah. if you've never done that, it's hard to do. I've at worked first. myself really up to hard. like one minute right now. Yeah. Like that's, I am, I'm trying that. And maybe I'm so tired right now really? because I didn't do that this morning. But yeah, it's hard. But it feels sitting good. in a bucket that you're like squeezing into. Yeah, literally, I'm <laughs> squeezing into. Spencer has more room. Like, are I'm you like watching a YouTube in. while you're sitting in there? No, for 10 we put minutes, on music. Like, we each have our little two oh, you're, minute. You're side two by song. side in two different. No, rooms. he goes first. You're not going together. Than the others, oh, okay. waiting. You can't fit at the same time. No. No, no. <laughs> two of him might fit, but yeah. not me and him. All right, so you're recommending we'll it. You're, you're saying yeah. officially try it. I think it's great, a great habit Okay, cool. to start. After our, our um, music festival last time, we briefly mentioned, well, my favorite band of the, of the day was St. Arnaud or Arnaud. I, I, it's probably pronounced St. Arnaud. Um, and uh, I'm just going to officially recommend them because I've listened to them since. Mm-hmm. Are they a Calgary band? Edmonton-based. Edmonton. Oh, Edmonton. Yeah. Anyway, the, their newest album is from 2022. It's called Love and the Front Lawn, and uh, I've been listening to it quite a lot. And so now that I've had a more chance to listen to it, I will recommend them officially. They're a really, really great band. So cool. it's a good summer band. They're really, yeah, it's bright. It's not always like lyrically bright and happy, yeah. but it's got a really nice vibe. And so yeah, check them out. Really good. Saints are no Silent D. Silent D, yes. I think, we're assuming. Yeah. 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 Great call. Thanks, guys. Ice baths, reading books you've read, and and seen or no. There yeah. you go. Try to think that I was obsessed with Of Mice and Men in high school. Hmm. Yeah. I think it was short, and I could read it really quickly. <laughs> and it's been a long time, so I think you've inspired me to go back and read that again. Yeah, yeah. cool. Now I'm going to try The Pearl by Steinbeck. I've mm-hmm. read it like many, many times, but i got to do that one so again. Two, two Steinbeck books. Look at that. It's also short. Was yeah. he known for short books? Maybe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of short books... <laughs> That's not going to work as a transition, no. but uh, Tyler, what, what do you think the gentlemen are going to talk about today at Phil's? Uh, well, we talked about a few things. I think we settled on civil disobedience, mm-hmm. uh, rebellion, protest, yeah. that kind of thing. And what's the difference? Oh, I wrote a short book on that. <laughs> or I will during the break. Okay. Okay. This harmonious conversation is brought to you by 5024 General Store, bringing skateboards, fashion, and creativity to Central Alberta communities. Check them out online or in beautiful downtown Lacombe. So as you know, and listeners know, I teach social studies at the high school level. And one thing I taught recently was civil action. So like citizen action. Civil action sounds like something you do in... uh, 
like the court of law, but citizen action. Oh, yeah. So what are things that we can do as citizens to make society better? And one uh, tactic or one tool we have as citizens is something called civil disobedience. So uh, I taught a lesson on that. We, we talked about it a bit. And then a few days later, I had a student um, come and talk to me after class. And I could tell he, he was a little nervous to talk to me. But he, he wanted to talk about an issue that's going on in our school. Mm-hmm. And he put me in a pretty strange position. He asked, he basically asked if he should break some rules in order to express his mm-hmm. dissent. Like his, again, that's the something we had talked about dissent when you disagree with policy or, or something. So sure. he, but he put me in a tough position because he's basically asking for permission that I can't give him. But I'm kind of secretly, or not secretly, but beneath the surface quite excited that I have this social lesson I had taught had inspired a student to want to speak up, and he felt like his voice wasn't heard, so he was wanting to take it to the next level. And I was also honored that he had felt safe to ask me yeah. what I thought about it. Yeah. But it, anyway, so that's why I think that's why we're talking about it on the podcast now, because yeah. it's just been on my mind. Like, was what is our responsibility as citizens to sometimes participate in this kind of thing? Yeah. So, what do you guys think? I I, I can give more details about this story if you if you think I should, or do we want to go from? Well, I'm curious with bit. with that with that story. You know, if they go into all the details, but did you? Did you hope that they would do something? Like, even though officially you, you say... You yeah, know, on like, the record, I was... Um, I, I, On the record, I said, I can't give you permission you to, to break yeah. rules. Like yeah. that's, but I think the subtext that he probably understood was that I really respected his desire for justice. Mm-hmm. And whatever the issue is, whatever side you're on, I, I think that's admirable. If you're willing to, and it maybe for listeners, like civil disobedience doesn't mean do anything violent and really hurtful. It's, right. you know there's going to be consequences for your actions. It's a form of peaceful protest, but it's illegal. Like you know that you're breaking some rules. But would, it, would, would any illegal action then fit under the category of civil disobedience, like violence included? Like it is a pre, is it a pretty large umbrella, or is it a specific? I think there's like um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people who have written about that. But the word civil in disobedience yeah. also refers to the fact that you're doing something peaceful. Okay. I think yeah, like it isn't. It's not rebellion. It's not mm-hmm. uh, revolution. Like right. there's a, it's maybe on the same scale, but it's it is a form it's, a it's way somewhere to, else. It's on like the dissent. It, if you dissent, like dissent. if you don't agree with policy or direction of a leadership, right? Prote- then, like a I, protest might be an example of civil disobedience, but, but fa- deciding not to follow a rule because you don't believe it's just would be civil disobedience. Mm-hmm. It's a little. It's a little beyond peaceful protest. So, so I read, read an article last week about France, and they were trying to lower the age of retirement, or no. To, no, not, no, sorry. to not raise to not it, ra- I think. Yeah, yeah, right. And people in France, like they, they get out, like they get out and protest. Yeah, like I think different, <laughs> different countries handle things differently. But like it seems like whenever they have an issue, they they all hit the streets. And apparently that's it's working with this one mm-hmm. issue. Like apparently it's 
it will likely it's got the attention it will likely of get the attention of the media the people the government and i think they will they won't actually do what they're trying to do so it mm. kind of works so i think that's a good example historical examples would be like the work of martin luther king mm-hmm. rosa parks mahatma yeah. gandhi like they didn't take up arms to make a change but they yeah. sat in places they weren't supposed to be quote yeah. unquote they organized marches they got in the way they said no to things right yeah and they and they, they knew that they could get in trouble for it yeah for that's sure. yeah. yeah that's actually one of the there's kind of four depending on where you read it but there's a few characteristics of civil dis- disobedience and those examples are really good because they it checks off all these characteristics one is communication so like it needs to be clear what you're doing and why you're doing it so like it a to, megaphone Heck no! We no, won't or even go. like, or is it like uh, the reason we're here today? Yeah, open and honest communication yeah. of what's happening. It's not like a manipulative, deceptive act. It's public, mm-hmm. so it's it's not like you secretly vandalize a building. Right, you broke a law to express your dissent, but that's not civil. That's that's just vandalism. Okay, yeah. um, non-violence. That, line, that line must get blurred. Sorry, like. Right, like yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, you it's, can commit it's fluid, right? And there could be a movement that is is civil. Sure, mm-hmm. a couple people. We aren't. can think. I bet we're all thinking of examples of these and things. And it destroys right now. the whole the, the whole message. Right, right, right. And yeah, because non violence and non evasive is part of it too. So if you're, you could I think participate in civil disobedience with a spray paint like spray paint can mm-hmm. and deface public property. But if you run away and try to get away with it, that's not civil. But if you, I'm doing this, I know it's illegal. I know I'm going to get arrested. Yeah. Like then it's, I, I think it fits the criteria. Mm. It's, it's not violent. It's, you're, you're accepting the consequences. Right. Um, Cause that's, I think uh, like the non-evasion means you're going to get arrested. Like Martin Luther King, uh, Rosa Parks, like they got arrested. Yeah. They knew that was going to happen. It's, the cost of doing business. I think you're right about the, like if you think of Black Lives Matter protests or even Occupy Ottawa or whatever that was called, there were people there who were doing things civilly and there were people there doing things violently, mm-hmm. annoyingly, whatever the yeah. <laughs> adjective is. But there's probably, I think even the Vancouver riots, like mm-hmm. probably there were people after the Stanley Cup who were just showing their displeasure and then some of those knuckleheads get right. out of control and it's interesting how like, does something turn from civil to violent but well and i wonder if there are times like i don't know like if there are times where like civil disobedience like it isn't enough and more is needed yeah and how you know and how you know if it's needed because the one thing i keep thinking about is is like some there's some examples like we've mentioned that are like pretty righteous and pretty hard to argue with like the validity of those movements like they to you sure but I'm saying yeah, like, and I think so too. You know what but, I'm but there, yeah. but there are other movements where I'm like, I don't even, I don't think this, 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 this deserves civil disobedience. This is, but that's not the point of our nation. Like it, everyone should be freed. But the yeah. thing is like, how do you know if your cause is raised righteous or like, how do you know? Yeah. yeah you if know. you're convinced of it, is that, well, actually, and according to Canadian law, that is enough. Yeah. And it should be. Yeah. And as a, to bring it back to the, the story that started this, like as a, as a teacher of, grade 12 students i'm i'm just excited that someone wants to do something about Mm -hmm. something that they care about in this case i was fairly in line with their their heart and what they were trying to do but like just the fact that a student 
wants to have this conversation and do something shows a, like what I usually see is apathy. Yeah. So I was yeah. excited by the lack of apathy. Email the show if you want to guess what Tyler's actually talking about this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've got so many follow-up <laughs> questions. But I remember with the, with the, with the convoy protests, um, I was cynical about them. I don't, I, I had my problems, but at the end of the day, like that, I guess most, that, was that civil mm. disobedience? Like when you're, when you're blocking a highway? I think if they... Like that's what that means, right? Like it, they're, it, they're started, it started as that for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's like the movement as a whole, I'd say was an act of civil disobedience. Mm-hmm. The, I think for me, I would say in retrospect, it didn't play out that way. But part of that is just the response from people who weren't even there to me, like okay. that they were, couldn't believe that they were getting kicked out of Ottawa. Couldn't believe they were being arrested. Yeah. And, and it became this, right? Like it, because that's actually a, sometimes the point of civil disobedience. Right. right. You, you go you in know knowing gonna, I'm, I know I'm breaking the law, yeah. and I'm going to accept the consequences, and that's the point of this. It's almost more noble. It feels more noble, almost. Right. Way. Like it but when it becomes complaining, like look at they're kicking out peaceful protesters like yeah. no you weren't you're breaking laws yeah so and that's the point yeah of, yeah. of civil disobedience right okay yeah. right so are, are, are all protests a category of civil disobedience or I don't think no. so because I was wondering about like the people in Red Deer on the corner they're mm. they're just waving flags just on the corner protest. so I don't think they're that's not that's a protest that's a legal it, protest. it would, wouldn't be civil okay. disobedience right. at that level yeah they're not breaking any any laws one of these weeks you guys just to put it on the record we we should we gotta talk that'd to be folks. an adventure episode yeah <laughs> just go some of those signs to protesters I, and i always love how some of the signs are pretty reasonable and then right next to it is just something that i'm like what anyway yeah I was thinking and wondering about how civil disobedience sometimes turns into other forms of protest. So if people are gathered and have the end goal of peacefully um, protesting something, knowing that they're going to be breaking some rules and potentially going to be arrested, but then emotion might take over or that kind of turns into something that becomes violent or potentially dangerous or, you know, there's looting or burning or fighting or whatever. Um, is this kind of a spectrum? Are there other things besides civil disobedience that you have definitions for, Tyler? Yeah. So, and you you talked about a couple, right? Like just legal protest is protected in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Like you talked about, if you drive around town, you see a group standing on a, a corner in in public. As long as they're not blocking traffic, or I don't know all the laws, but yeah. most of those are they're not intending to break laws. They just want to protest. Right. So that's totally legal. That's one end of the spectrum. But then you can work... The other end of the spectrum is revolutionary action. Like actually trying to overthrow mm-hmm. the, like the powers. Like government or... Yeah. yeah, the government through violence. And yeah, like that's the other end of the spectrum. So that, is that the trouble with some protests where it's like you have these big groups of people who are upset and like some some think they're doing this thing and some think mm, it's revolution yeah. time and you're trying to like... Like are we all here for the same reason? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right. Well, that's, yeah. we're emotional beings, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone's even out there protesting peacefully or legally, like, they have some, there's emotion there. You have to be upset enough to get out of your house and stand out in the sun all day holding a sign. Like, there's emotion already there. And then if you take it the next step where, okay, now we're going to do this, we're going to block traffic, and we might get arrested. 
there's a level of commitment there that points to some kind like you're pretty dissatisfied with how things are you're willing to and committed to the cause to see this through to, to see some through. end so then you can see how if you're in a large group this movement is growing everyone's upset about something sometimes people lose control of their uh, rational mind and mm-hmm. <laughs> act uncivilly you can see how there's a couple things that could play into this like how the media portrays you as you're being civilly disobedient you could come across looking as violent when you're not or belligerent when you're not or or the opposite i guess and then how do the police or whatever respond like are they trained to handle civil disobedience peacefully or is it like bring out the riot gear like we're gonna pound these guys and tear gas them into submission i feel like we've seen both yeah Yeah. like you just sometimes you think whoa that seemed like an overreaction yeah sometimes you think like uh Someone going to do something, you know? Well, we've seen footage of people pepper spraying students just not standing on their, they're right. kneeling, right? They're not yeah. moving. They're not resisting. Well, yeah. they're, they're not leaving. They're, they're, they're disobeying. But they're not fighting. But they're not, not fighting. And then I've seen this video of a police officer just going down the line, pepper spraying them all in the face. <laughs> yeah. That, right? Like you see there. that image that, that yeah. definitely makes me want to take the side of the vulnerable mm-hmm. protesters. But we've also seen it go the other way where uh, civil disobedience turns into vandalism and rioting yeah right like rioting is not civil Chris have you ever participated in any form of civil disobedience like, or, pe- or peaceful protest probably maybe like more observed it from the side of a parade or something but not mm-hmm. like been carrying the signs okay yeah, no, not that, unless I'm thinking, forgetting a major moment of my life, yeah. I haven't. And a follow-up question. Could you see yourself? Yeah, I love, days? yeah, that's a great question. I love the idea that people have this commitment and are, and would, would peacefully put themselves in the way to make a point. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the idea of Gandhi, what he did and how he did it. Um, yeah, I, there would be causes I could see doing that for. Yeah. But some of the things I see happening around me in today, I'm like, eh, yeah, I can't really there. see myself doing that. Like they yeah. don't, they don't anger, upset you enough to do it. More like I don't get like- how what you're doing is going to make a difference. Like okay. I have questions about that. Okay. Yeah. Not but, that I'm not emotional about the topic, but I feel so like there's a lot of things happening in the world that like should, and I shouldn't use the word should, but I yeah do actually that do make you upset yeah and or or me if I talk right. about myself like there's my can I answer that question even though you didn't ask I me? was gonna move over to Tyler now okay, yes. perfect same question I I've participated in peaceful protest um, but never civil disobedience where I felt like like an intention like put myself in a position where accepting the consequences like the protests mm-hmm. I participated in were legal yeah um, yeah so. But I've, I can see myself participating in civil disobedience, I think, if an issue hit close enough to home. And I, saying that makes me feel a little bit gross because I feel like I should be upset enough about things that are happening in the world right now and to do those, to do it anyways. And should it, like you said, you don't know if it would make a difference, right? You were saying, like, I, don't, I can't see how that might make a difference. But is that the point? Like, should, do you... 
do they ever know that if it's going to make a difference? Right. So I guess yeah. I should follow that up with saying there's other things I've done, like written a letter to the editor or yeah. where that's how I thought I was going to get a point across. Yeah. And probably also it didn't make a difference, right. but I was like convicted to say something about a topic yeah. and put your name out there to yeah. be on the record saying you disagree with something or so yeah. you're like it's citizen action, but not necessarily protest. Yeah. And it's just, I haven't been in city hall park or, you know, had those kind of moments, but doesn't mean I wouldn't. I think it's admirable. It'd be kind of neat to like get arrested one time. You know, it seems like a shame to go up my whole life and not get arrested one time. <laughs> At least once. <laughs> just, just to see, you know? Yeah. 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 I think I've been more in a place of observing other people doing it. So right. I'm a man of inaction. It sounds like <laughs> Graham, what about you? Yeah, I feel like I would talk a big game, but I don't know if it came down yeah. to it. I, I would like to think that I would be willing to. But then when I think about like what, what it would take, what sort of social issue, what, whatever issue I'm protesting, I, I have a hard time narrowing that down in my head. Like There are things that are, I think are worthy, but I'm trying to envision a scenario where changes are happening to a degree that I would do that. I, I don't know. I, I, hope I, I hope I would. But like you said, aren't there plenty of reasons now to yeah. be pissed off? Yeah, there's probably people listening like, going, we've had like, all these things that we've been on the street corners protesting. How come you weren't part of our... Yeah, I'm going to talk more about my social 30 class. I had asked a very similar question to the class. Like, would there, what would the point be? At what point would you participate in something yeah. like this? And the overwhelming majority said, there's no, I would never or there's not anything serious enough for me to get upset about. And then someone kind of just spoke up and said, like, are you kidding me? Like, it wasn't that long ago we saw a police officer, like, murder someone on the street. Like, doesn't that make you upset that, like, that this is happening? And that, like, marginalized people are being harmed by the people who are supposed to keep us safe? Mm -hmm. And then there's just, like, crickets in the classroom. Mm. Right? So that... I I kind of feel like I'm between the two. Like, I agree with that student who spoke up. Like, those things make me very upset. But I also agree with maybe the way you said it, Chris, of, like, kind of questioning whether the timing is right or it's going to actually cause... Like, what is the outcome of... Yeah. yeah. But but sometimes the the outcome is just to be seen supporting people... Yeah. who are marginalized. Like, that is a worthy right. outcome, too. And maybe mm-hmm. I haven't done that enough. Yeah. And I think a lot, some of it's opportunity, though, too, right? Like, if... Like, the the protests I've participated in, I didn't or- organize. It's like yeah. I had an opportunity to do exactly right. what you're saying, to align with uh, a side that I see as just. And I want, I want that... I want to grow that group there to show the marginalized group that there is a large group of people here supporting you. But I had the opportunity. I didn't arrange it. it. I really admire the people who do that. Like who that is their thing is to like activists who are making these things happen. I think that's pretty cool. I need to work on admiring, maybe trying to admire it no matter what the context. Cause yeah, there are movements that I do not admire or agree with, but I should admire the, uh, maybe courage no, courage is the wrong word 
commitment or commitment there's another word I'm trying to find seeking. like they're very just like that is important and important enough yeah and and also like thankfulness that we're in a country where you can do that and not yeah. get shot in the head for yeah right that gets lost a little bit too by one side in particular like mm-hmm. you're yeah. taking my rights away but here's the right you have to sure. do this without yeah getting imprisoned or murdered or whatever hmm there's uh, we talked about France earlier how they they're pretty active when it comes to issues yeah when people are upset seem to be I, I found a news story or a video of uh, an organization I guess you could call them that where they offer training for civil disobedience so civil disobedience training for <laughs> anyone who wants to participate in acts of civil disobedience and I it is not for specific causes. So right. you could get trained <laughs> it's like, yeah. and then use that Civil training. disobedience camp. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's in, a, in the video they show what this looks like. It's, it's fun. It's kind of training you how to get arrested without getting your skull beat in. Hmm. How yeah. to... Um, like navigate the legal system? What's that? Like navigate the legal system after you're arrested or? No, it's like the or, actual moment of arrest. Oh, okay. How to. Right. Not get killed. Like don't physically that, resist. Yeah. Don't physically resist. Like they're link your elbows together, hold onto an object, grab on someone's. Like there's, they're talking about these techniques that will make arresting more difficult. So like your, your protest is becoming more inconvenient, which is the point of a protest. Mm-hmm. Right. But you are also not giving law enforcement just cause to use like deadly force on you so it's it's interesting it's uh when you take out the issue when you put an issue into it that you're passionate about it's like oh for sure like go out do it but when you take the issue out and you see this training it's like i don't know it's a little weird that we're arming arming is kind of a weird word but like we're preparing providing yeah uh citizens to break the law in a way that is effective in creating change. But and it and it has created change. Yeah. And it's so it's not without historical context or but and I think the value. part of the training I do like, I guess, is that it's gonna prevent violence. Right. Um and I whatever the cause is, you don't want it to Well actually that's another segment we should talk about violent revolution. Yeah, but okay. um in most situations you don't want it to end in violence. It doesn't yeah. look good. Well, especially these type of people don't typically, I think the person who is willing to be in civil disobedience is not necessarily the same person who's willing to take it to violent revolution Mm. is my get like it's, it's a choice to use civil disobedience, isn't it? Right. Like Gandhi and Martin Luther King, they, they said that we don't want to be physically violent. Yeah. Like it's intentional. We're intentionally being peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. To what extent is violent revolution justified? Like, I love Hamilton so much, so totally justified in my Do mind. Do you? That's great to hear. Yeah. <laughs> because of you, that's part of my 40th birthday celebration in Toronto. We're going to... That's amazing. On, so. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Sorry, what was so, the question? So <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you said it's justified. <laughs> so, like, vi- like well, the violence is justified in some situations. Um... 
Yeah. You're not a pacifist. No. No. But is it easier to justify violence retroactively? Like looking back, yeah. oh yeah, where they jumped in with violence makes sense. I know it's in World War Two or in the revolution or like n- looking forward, is it as easy to say that's worth being violent for? Oh, it's the easiest thing in the world for me to say because of what I've seen. Yes, it's justified. That's just a Tyler, you're a pacifist. <laughs> I think I'm not. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty nonviolent. I would say I'm pretty nonviolent, but I don't think I'm a pacifist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting close to that place in my life where yeah, I yeah. think I might be. So, okay. What's moving you there? Um, the thought of young men dying, usually men, um, but also women mm-hmm. for causes that they don't even necessarily understand on behalf of somebody else's ideology, which often isn't even ideology. It's usually money or yeah. greed or, um, you know, power reach. I just don't think that is justifiable. Yeah. There, there probably are times when it is, but I'm trying to think of good examples. And I can't think of any going forward. I can only think of them historically. Well, yeah, because you think about violence you see now around the world. Like the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you would, you're okay with backing up the Ukraine army with weapons and resources. No. Yeah, but even that, like, there are questions around that that I have that I'm wondering what's actually going on there. So nothing, in the moment, nothing is ever clear-cut. Like, you can't... Right. Like, stopping the Nazis? Yeah, that seems like a good time where violence is justified. But do you think, like, as that was happening, obviously there's no retrospect? Well, some people didn't understand that at the time, right? Or they're misinformed deliberately, or... Or still Mm -hmm. think that that was... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That it wasn't the way that we know it went down. Yeah. I feel like in our current context in Canada it's revolution and we're talking about kind of two separate things like just violence in general and then yeah. revolution like revolution is basically Organized extreme violence. version of dissent against your against government like we dislike this so much that we are willing to like it's a full dismantle change. the whole thing yeah dismantle yeah. the whole thing I there is talk in Canada or things being said hinting at that I don't know if you've seen currently recent yeah current like if during at the end of COVID convoy supporting kind of things if we don't get away like make sure you keep your guns don't lose your guns like mm-hmm. like I I feel like that is not justified at all like we have so much in Canada to be grateful for and it, we are not even close to that point but in other parts of the world I think uh, we can use history, like looking back at revolutions of, of the past where people have wrote, risen up against an oppressive regime and say, we can look back and say that was maybe justified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I can use my understanding of history to say, if I see that now right. happening, then I, it's still different than like in our own country because you're looking at another country yeah, and right. saying it would be justified there. You feel like you have more But when you're in it, maybe it becomes harder. But, but. I li- but I like the idea that like, what else can you do? Like when you're in it, the best thing you can do is to learn from what's happened before. That's really all you can do. Yeah. Like if you don't do that at all, then you have no context for what might be happening. So yeah. I like that. But, that but, I, but even saying that, like that's the, the justification in... Canada right now for when people talk that way like we need yeah. to we might need to they are using history 
they're right. saying we're going down this path right which i mean yeah. i just I, I disagree i i think they're we're not even close to that no. point and that's normal <laughs> but disagreement like people yeah I think maybe one reason, and I want to clarify an earlier comment I made about being a pacifist, I feel like I'm personally not willing to fight for something. So if I'm not, it's tough to ask other people to. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is worth fighting for, but it shouldn't be me. It should be you <laughs> taking up arms. Right, yeah. And I'll be back here, like, cheering you on. Hmm. So it, it's hard to think of something I would physically get involved in. I can see there would be some things, but... I would hope. I, it's just hard to, in our lives, as privileged and as how we've grown up, it's hard. It's hard to picture it. I guess we yeah. just haven't had. I feel like there are some people who maybe welcome that, like they want that. They want violence. They, want, they want that want fight. Like they want it so bad that they might even like misinterpret current context for oppressive yeah. regimes. Like, yeah. but well, sometimes I see like these militia guys in Idaho or whatever. You know, it's like their yeah. whole life they're sort of waiting for something to yeah. happen for them to get involved physically they're arming up and it's like do you realize like if something actually went down you'd be you're dead in 10 like, seconds you're dead in, <laughs> like if you're taking up arms against the government their arms are much much bigger you're toast but his, historically yeah. like revolutions have, have happened successfully yeah yeah right like where so I think there's that it should be as citizens if we want a better world, it should be a, at least in the deep in a pocket somewhere, or it's like a tool that could be used if necessary. Mm -hmm. But like, like we're saying some people, it's right in the forefront. They're like, I kind of want this to happen. And others it's justified in very, very rare situations. And we're nowhere clear close to that in Canada right now. So you, you, you would want to have a population of people that are, aware enough to collectively make these decisions like it's almost yeah. like how, how do you maintain a society of people that have a, a clear understanding of object like objective facts about history context because I feel like we don't really like there's some people that think ridiculous things about where the country is going and then and, like either way I just kind of wonder how do you maintain a, a, a country of people that remain I don't know Reasonable. I think I think or, we have to avoid apathy. Like, yeah, I can. That's been kind of a theme of this episode: is that regardless of your perspective on an issue, don't be apathetic. Mm-hmm. Like, inform yourself, and and be willing to act if necessary. And that doesn't have to be civil yeah. disobedience or violence. It can be, like you said, Chris, just writing a letter or talking, making a podcast about stuff. <laughs> I don't know. There's things we can do. Yeah. And I, I think the, the biggest danger is doing nothing, mm-hmm. like just being apathetic. Go stand in the corner this weekend with you guys <laughs> with something. Yeah. I, we've, even in our last adventure episode, we made a comment. We said we should talk to those protesters. Mm-hmm. And we, we never really do that stuff. We talk about it a lot. Yeah. Seems like an appropriate 100th episode goal. Oh, boy. <laughs> to go into a tough situation and see what happens. We're working on it. See if we can remain nonviolent. Yeah. I'll bring my M15. <laughs> is that a gun? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is it a band? I think it's a record. <laughs> well, sometimes uh, when conversations close up, I feel like confessing stuff. What do you feel like, Chris? I'll think of something. Your 95th confession? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got nothing left. 
Well, the coffee pot is empty, the plates are scraped, and uh, it's time to confess things to each other in a way that's harmonious, but also vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that, Chris? Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially when I hear yours. So my vulnerability, <laughs> my confession to this morning, <laughs> is that I, I, I have turned into a person that does not give dog owners the benefit of the doubt anymore. Like, I am, I'm finding myself becoming very skeptical of pets hmm. that I see. And I am aware that the, majority, the vast majority of pet and dog owners are fine. Dogs are wonderful creatures. They have legs and hair. But I, I've, had a couple, <laughs> I've had a couple of things lately where my daughter has been chased on her bike by a dog off its leash oh. in the park. It just scared the hell out of her. That was very scarring for her. And the, the guy whose dog it was didn't seem to care. Didn't I bet you he said, apologize. oh, he's, he's nice. He's he said, good with oh, kids. it's a nice dog. It's like my four-year-old has no idea that your raging pit bull is nice. But anyway, so like <laughs> that, that was a, a, a starting point for me to be a little more annoyed at, at dog owners. Um, most dog owners that I see around have them on a leash in places they're supposed to and they're fine. But there was another incident not that long ago where, did I mention some podcast where, where June had just learned how to actually ride her pedal bike another biking thing and I took her on the block for her first actual bike ride and this big dog came barreling out of a yard and off a leash and just started barking angrily at her mm-hmm. so I picked her up and is barking at me and I was kind of so just a couple of bad you know circumstances in a row and I was yelling at this dog and I was screaming at the owner to like tie her effing dog up like I was really really upset because it already happened once to her anyway my confession is that I need to actually like maybe stop leaning into that so much like I'm almost letting it define how, how I view <laughs> like all dogs like I hate dog well dogs kind of like it's making me kind of more annoyed at like dog culture like yeah. why don't you love my dog like I love my dog like my dog's yeah. nice like come on like you know what I mean and I just I had a dog growing up I loved our dog I'm, I'm gonna sound like a total dink to a lot of our listeners probably in saying yeah. this but I just I'm having a hard time giving the benefit of the doubt I'm having yeah. a hard time I start in a place of confrontation almost right with certain, you know what I mean? Instead of like well, assuming the best, which I should. Like you're going to protect your kid, so. It just was bad timing. It was just two things yeah. in a row. Yeah. yeah. And well, we should do an episode about pet ownership. We <laughs> did one about animal or zoos. rights before. <laughs> or zoos, yeah. No, not zoos. <laughs> <laughs> but my daughter, like literally now, we're at Harvey's soccer games and there's a dog across the field and she'll like hold on to me and say, there's a dog over there. It's like this yeah, little so tiny yeah. create a fear of dogs for her whole yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. So how do I cool. remember that? Maybe we have to get one. One day, yeah. which I could see happening. But anyway, if you're a responsible dog owner, you're amazing. Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you're not, <laughs> well, let's talk. Uh, shoot. Okay, hey. compared to that, mine is so pathetically banal. Is that wow. a word? I'm looking at banal. this bottle of ketchup that's on the table here. <laughs> okay. And uh, we've recently <laughs> tried to limit sugar intake in our house. And I'm very critical of things that are sugar-free. So we bought sugar-free ketchup. And I was a huge anti-sugar person like mm-hmm. i like sugar but i also don't think i think it's kind of lame when people buy things that are sugar-free or like dairy-free right. like just eat the thing like it's right. supposed to be eaten okay i really like sugar-free ketchup okay it's as good and it's better for you so my confession is i definitely prejudge food type things like what do you mean you're eating like lactose-free cheese there's no such thing or <laughs> So, my so you've ne- been closed-minded towards those things before. Yeah, and yeah. so I still have a huge one, which is the Beyond Meat stuff. I've never once tried anything Beyond Meat because I think the oh, idea is yeah. stupid. 
if you're not going to eat meat, just eat vegetables. Don't eat things that pretend to be meat. What but I, think, I, I think you're ready to try one. What if it tastes? Like what if it tastes good? I don't care. It's a dumb idea, <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but it probably is good. And I'm I've had one. They're good. Getting there, so I'm on the spectrum of I'm maybe ready to try. Do Beyond you meat. do you like sugar free hmm. ketchup as much as regular ketchup? Yeah, or, it's yeah. as good. Really, yeah. equally as good. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm definitely prejudged the foods. Okay, the next time we do an episode, I'm bringing you a Beyond Meat burger from A&W to try, <laughs> and you'll bring me some sugar free ketchup. Okay. With some fries, okay? Deal. Okay. And Tyler can just show and, up. Well, my, my confession is, yeah, I'll show up. And you can you have guys an alcohol-free Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> my, my confession is that I'm vain, but also extremely cheap. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gave myself a haircut the other day because of both those things. I was like, <laughs> my hair's a little bit too long, but I don't want to pay for another haircut. Yeah. So I gave myself a haircut. And you did a pretty good job. Yeah, Thank I, you. It's pretty I, subtle. I, I, I didn't have any students say anything about having a haircut, which is probably a good sign. If they, you give they, yourself a haircut, you don't really want people to notice. <laughs> no. And <laughs> students will notice. Is your hair shorter? <laughs> if anyone will notice, they'll notice. So. Is your hair shorter on one side? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's that's all I have to confess is that I... I like it. When I, when I get it in my head that some, my hair is off, like like I need a haircut, mm-hmm. it's it consumes me. Sometimes it has I'll to like, happen immediately. I like have to get it done. Like I'll go to my lunch break, yeah. try to get a haircut, yeah. or I'll quickly go on my phone, book an appointment somewhere. But uh, this I'm, was that happened. But I'm like, I'm just gonna go do it in the right now. And <laughs> I'm similar, know. Tyler. Like I, yeah. I turn, I turn 40 next week, yeah. and I really wanted to have a like a haircut, like the day before, like to have like a nice <laughs> haircut on my 40th. Start the year, and I couldn't book it in time, so it's the day after, and that really bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> really bothers me that my well, hair goes in the fifteenth and not the. 14th. Are you going to go for a new a new look in no, your forties? No, you can, as we say, just pull short, a Tyler and just do your own. Do my own, I could. Yeah. No, I don't want a new look. I just want a uh, just short, a fresh shortcut, Maintain. fresh look. Speaking of fresh, this episode was really fun, you guys. Yeah. Thanks for meeting at six in the morning at Phil's. Yeah. Hopefully, we have a guest on the next episode. Hmm. Anything else we want to talk about? We have email. We do. Um, HarmoniousGentleman at gmail.com and we appreciate everybody who sends something in. In fact, if you send something in, uh, just mention the word shirt and we will get you a shirt. A free shirt. A free shirt. Just to be clear, a Harmonious Gentleman shirt. It's not like a shirt of your choice or... Oh, I, I have a bag of thrift store shirts. <laughs> oh, okay. I just I actually, I do too. <laughs> we probably need like, what about like the first... Yeah. Like we should Five? We, sure. we, the first five people that email anything to us with the word shirt, you could just email the word shirt to us. And then we'll bill you 20 bucks. <laughs> no, no, we'll give shipping. it for free. No, shipping. for we'll free. free. And Chris will deliver. Yep. <laughs> this is true, by the way. Like, you can yeah. just email. Yeah. Yeah. Email us, say, hey, I'd like a shirt, and we'll get you a shirt. Yeah. Can if I also... Re- oh, oh, sorry. Were that. you going to ask about social media? Um, no, but you can oh, go okay. ahead. Yeah. You can also reach out on <laughs> social media for the shirt. You can. We post things there sometimes. Uh, but it's also a way you can get in touch with us. So that uh, works. I also want to plug my band again. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it every time for a little while. On the longer. harmonious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gentle. Go, go to Spotify and listen to our song. Uh, and we have a new song coming out uh, the end of June. Nice. So called Euphoria. So that'll be out soon too. So do that. Check it out if you want. The Fallow Years. Yeah. That's it. It's good. We're done. Who's paying the bill? Not it. Fallow Years. <laughs> <laughs> well friends i think we're gonna we're gonna see you again on the the harmonious gentleman, gentleman.
Gentlemen, 